0: I was eight years old during Halloween of 1980. I remember vividly that I got to see The Empire Strikes Back for the second time in a theater. It was the first time I ever got to see a movie twice, and I thought it was great. We drove all the way from Victoria to Rungi, or other way, Rungi to Victoria. No movie theaters in Rungi, trust me. Runge to Victoria with my cousins. I had just moved to South Texas, and I did not like it. But the school cafeteria food was good. Actual homemade food made by moms with real ingredients. Mm. Anyway, on that Saturday, around Halloween of 1980, There was a kid's costume contest in the town square in Rungi, mind you, not a huge population. There were more cows than people, seriously, and there were more oil wells than cows. So my competition was not going to be that much that Halloween in Rungi. I had moved earlier that year from the DFW Metroplex, so Rungi was a culture shock, and I think I was a bit of a shock to them too, because guess what I went as that Halloween in Rungi, Texas? Anybody want to guess? Nope, Gene Simmons <laughs> from Kiss, and I was certain that I was going to win. I just knew that I was going to win, but I didn't. In fact, when they announced the winner, I was outraged. It was a kid who came as the Incredible Hulk. He took his clothes and he shred them to look like the TV Incredible Hulk, and he was mean. He was such a mean little boy, and he hit me. I was like, dude, man, you're getting way too into your character just ease up a little bit and then to add insult to injury my cousin's told me that he colored his skin green with crayons and <laughs> i didn't think that's what he did but he was indeed green he probably did what they did to the horses when they filmed the wizard of oz Do you know that the way they colored the horses was to take powdered jello packets and rub them all over the horses? True story. The reason you don't see the horses in very long takes in The Wizard of Oz is because they couldn't get the horses to stop licking themselves. (laughs) Because they realized that they tasted so delicious. Anyway, back to Green Jello Hulk Kid. I'm not sure. What that little Hulk kid did to make his skin green. But I wanted a recount because I was certain that there had to have been some sort of mistake. Gene Simmons was the coolest thing that I had ever seen, and I was bitter that I obviously lost the vote to a kid who looked more like an Easter egg than the Incredible Hulk. He didn't look like the Hulk. Defeated by what must have been the narrowest of margins. (laughs) When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. So goes some of the reflections from 1 Corinthians 13 and then goes... When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. I'm no longer upset about Crayon Jello Hulk Kid. While I thought my Kiss costume was cool, and it was, I know now that it was not as cool compared to his rather creative costume. No, as adults, even as teenagers in the world, we have far greater concerns than these. We learn that we do not always get our way, that life is harder than Halloween. But we also learn that love is patient, that love is kind, and we hunger and thirst for the fulfillment of another of Jesus' promises In Matthew 11, Jesus told them and still tells us, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble, Heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I will give you rest. Take my yoke, learn, I am gentle. You will find rest. And then this little add-on third sentence that Jesus tells us, that Jesus speaks to our tired and skinned-up hearts, sounds like something that you would say to a child who just skinned her knee or scraped her elbow. You wash it, you blow on it, you kiss it, and you tell her, Sweetie, it's going to be okay. Sweetie, it's going to be okay. It's like that when Jesus speaks to our tired and skinned up hearts. Once yoked too much to this world, burdened too much by this world, Jesus takes off the yoke of the world and takes off the burden of the world and says, My yoke is easy and my burden is light easy and light yeah hasn't felt that way for a long time but the truth is it never has yokes are not easy do you know what a yoke is by the way A yoke. It's an implement that they put around animals' necks to join them together or to join them to plows or carts. It's used on beasts of burden. It's used on beasts of burden. They call them that for a reason. It's also, by the way, a CrossFit game's weightlifting apparatus. And no, it doesn't look easy or light. When I was a teenager and I heard this word, I thought they were saying yolk, as in egg yolk. So I didn't understand what Jesus meant as I was sitting there in church during my early days of church as a young teenager. When I heard Jesus say, my yolk is easy, I was like, I prefer over medium. Uh, My yolk is easy, it just didn't make any sense. But then I learned, oh, okay, yoke. I get it now. My yoke is easy. But it didn't make sense because I learned what a yoke was and beasts of burden. And when I looked at pictures of yokes, it occurred to me that... And I had an aha moment. You ever have those aha moments? I had this aha moment. Jesus says... My yoke is easy and my burden is light. But hearing that about something that has a reputation for being grueling and heavy is a reimagining that's going to take some faith on our parts. It is. It's just going to take some faith. And it may require us not to think like children, but to actually become children. In our hearts, and our hopes, what we believe is possible in a world that keeps telling us that everything is impossible. And we must not give up hope. We can still imagine. We can still dream. And because Jesus is the one making the offer, we can still rest. A little over two and a half years after that Halloween, when my Gene Simmons lost to Easter Egg Hulk. I sat there again in a theater in Victoria, Texas, and watched Return of the Jedi, the final Star Wars film. (laughs) Return, return to go back, to return, But like when you were an adult and go back home, what you return to is different, and that can be a shock. The beauty of Return of the Jedi is that it told a very human story, it kind of told our story of what it's like to see the world for what it is, but never to give up hope, to return to realize, to see. Luke believes that his dad is still good somewhere under that dark helmet. Plus, in Return of the Jedi, the bad guys are even worse. The bad guys in Return of the Jedi are worse than the first two films. The Emperor and the Empire and Jabba the Hutt are really really bad. We see that. It's like growing up and then seeing the world for what it is. Many of us have gone through that. And if you haven't, you will. You grow up and you see the world and you see it for what it it is. And that's where the Ewoks come in. They're little fuzzy warriors, but they are also playful, and they are also full of celebration. They never take themselves too seriously. How could they? They never take themselves too seriously. It was during those years in Runge, Texas, when I lived with my cousins and my grandparents, when I was an outsider when I began to realize how hard the world was. And I can tell you stories. Life was hard. But every once in a while, at school, school, they served what quickly became my favorite meal. And this was back when the cafeteria ladies made everything from scratch. I loved the days when they would... You know, the teacher, we had a chalkboard, and she would write during, like, third period or so, right before it was lunchtime, she would write the menu on the board of what we were about to eat, which was one of my favorite times of the day when she would write that. Because I didn't eat breakfast. We didn't have breakfast at home. So it was like, whatever was coming, I was excited about. But when she would write on the board, moosey cow, oh, man. Uh, That was the best. Every time she wrote Moosey Cow on the board, oh man, Uh, it was just, it was this meat and potatoes mixture, you know, so it was hearty, it was filling, and it tasted really good. And when you walked up and you got your plate of Moosey Cow and whatever else they put on there, you got a piece of bread, and you could ask for a second piece of bread, and so, I always did, and because moosey cow made good sandwiches, moosey cow sandwiches. You ever had one? Uh, you know. You're missing out. Moosey cow sandwich. So you get one. I always wanted more, and so you couldn't have a third piece of bread, but they would give you the heels, and so I'd go up, and I'd ask for heels. So we'd have moosey cow, a couple of regular pieces of bread, a couple of bread heels, and it was really good. I didn't know why they called it Moosey Cow. But I loved it. And I remember that it made bad days better. Just a heaping plate of Moosey Cow and some extra bread heels. And then fast forward to today. Approaching the holiday season of 2021. Those days of Gene Simmons and the Incredible Hulk and Return of the Jedi and Moosey Cow look awfully sweet in the rearview mirror. But I also remember how hard things were at home. And I don't want to go back there, no matter how sweet those other things look. What I want to do, however, is see the world again through those hopeful eyes, those joyful eyes, to hear Jesus say, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Contemporary philosopher Paul Ricoeur calls this the second naivete. Put it plain and simple, it is the lifestyle where you know how hard things can get. You are totally an adult. You no longer talk like a child. You no longer think like a child. You don't reason like a child. You know what's what. And yet, you recapture some of that innocence, some of that hope. You know about the empire, but never forget to celebrate with the Ewoks. You know what it feels like to be tired, but you believe Jesus when He offers us rest. We may take on yokes and we may take on burdens, but not the yokes and burdens of the world. Not anymore those are temporary those two are in the rear view mirror but jesus his yoke is easy his burden is light the burden of the world is heavy the burden of jesus is light how's that even a choice i mean who wouldn't choose such an offer you know who wouldn't choose such an offer us most of the time Most of the time, with that kind of offer right in front of us all the time, we still choose the weight of the world. You ever tried it? You ever tried carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders? doesn't feel good. That's why Jesus, right here, right now, still to this day, says, My yoke is easy. My burden is light. And that's why it's so important for us to come sit in here on Sunday mornings and hear it all a second time because we forgot and we need reminding. Because have you ever had one of those aha moments in your life? Maybe this is one of those. A eureka when we realized something and the veil was torn away and yet it didn't make the past any less sweet. You just see it through new eyes. It's a realization as an adult, about something that you once thought about as a child. All those years of eating moosey cow and rungi, I just now realized, actually not that long ago, that the wonderful cafeteria ladies changed the name to something more childlike so that we would not curl up our noses at it, when they told us we were about to eat something as strange-sounding as moussaka. Moussaka, Moosey cow. Get it? I'm pushing 50, and I just now got it. (laughs) All these years, I've been carrying around memories of Moosey cow when what they served us was moussaka. And I realize now that the E what in the world? I didn't do that. <laughs> I realize now that the Ewoks probably had a pretty hard life there on the forest moon of Endor. Hey, Tim. We'll just Let's just turn it off or just go to a blank screen. I'll come back there and fix it in a minute. Yeah, that's a pretty moon. Speaking of forest moon of Endor, leave that up there. That's, that's good. That's the forest moon of Endor. So... I now realize that the Ewoks there on the forest moon of Endor probably had a pretty hard life colonized by the empire for a while. Where was I? And some of the Ewoks may have wanted to just give in and go with the nasty old emperor. But they knew how to sing. And they loved each other. And they probably knew how to talk to one another with words of encouragement, they probably knew how to take, skin knees, and tell each other, it's going to be okay. When life gets hard, Jesus takes us at moments like this and says, it's going to be okay. Maybe not by worldly standards, but certainly by the standards of Jesus in eternity, it's going to be okay. Maybe the greatest thing about taking Jesus' yoke upon us is that the yoke, at least in the pictures, is two animals. It's not one. So you remember the picture of the two beasts of burden. So when you take Jesus' yoke upon you, you don't go at it alone. And this is the the most important point, I think, of hearing, actually being able to hear Jesus say, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Maybe one of the things that makes it easier and lighter is that you don't have to do this by yourself. You don't have to take on the yoke of Jesus by yourself. You don't have to take on the burden Of anything by yourself. You're together, maybe with Jesus, maybe with me, maybe the person sitting next to you. What makes the yoke easier is when we go through this world together. Together, smiling, hopeful, a second innocence. What makes the burden lighter is when we carry the weight together, not of the world, but as the people of Jesus. Let's take on the yoke, the burden, together. Easy yoke, light burden. And Gene Simmons will never beat Easter Egg Hulk, and we know that. But we must not give up hope. We can imagine. We can dream. And because Jesus is the one making the offer, we can rest.